Welcome to God's Story, the narrative adaptation of the Bible. This week's chapter covers the Garden of Gethsemane through the Ascension. Chapter 31. It is finished. When Jesus and his disciples arrived at Gethsemane, he said to them, Stay here while I take Peter, James, and John to pray. When he was alone with these three, he told them, I'm so overwhelmed with sadness that I feel like it could kill me. While I pray by myself, keep watch here. Going off alone, he fell face down and prayed, Father, if it's possible, take away this cup of fate, but I will submit to your holy will. When he returned to the three, he found them asleep. Couldn't you stay awake for one hour? Keep praying so that you won't have the temptation to sleep. Then he went off again and prayed a similar prayer a second time and a third time. But each time, when he returned, he found them asleep. After the third time, he said, Are you still sleeping? Look, it's time for me to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let's go. Here comes my betrayer. As he was talking... Judas Iscariot arrived with a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent by the Sanhedrin. Judas had told them, The one I greet with a kiss is the man you want. He walked up to Jesus and said, Hello, teacher, and kissed him. Jesus said, Do what you came to do, friend. Then the crowd came forward and grabbed Jesus. But Peter grabbed his sword and swung at the crowd, cutting off a man's ear. Put your sword away, Jesus said. Those who live by the sword die by the sword. Don't you think that if I wanted to, I could ask my father for help? And he would send me an army of angels? Then Jesus asked the mob, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. Jesus replied, I am he. And the entire mob fell to the ground. When they picked themselves up, Jesus then pointed to his disciples and said, If you're looking for me, then let these men go. Am I leading a rebellion that you come at me with swords and clubs? For days I've been at the temple teaching. You didn't arrest me there. But this is all happening so that the words of the prophets will come true. Then they arrested Jesus and all of his disciples fled. Jesus was taken to Caiaphas, the high priest, who was joined by the rest of the Sanhedrin. They were trying to come up with false evidence against Jesus that they could use to have him killed. Finally, two people came forward and said, This man claimed he would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Caiaphas stood up and said to Jesus, Aren't you going to reply to these accusations? But Jesus remained silent. So Caiaphas continued, I charge you under oath to the one true God. Do you claim to be our savior? Do you claim to be the son of God? Jesus replied, it's like you say, but know this, you will see me sitting at the right hand of God and returning on the clouds. Then Caiaphas tore his clothes in a rage and said, He has spoken lies against God. What more do we need to hear? You've all heard it. What do you think? The rest answered, He should be killed. Then they spit on him and started mocking him by slapping and punching him in the face and saying, Prophesy, Savior, who hit you? 
Peter, meanwhile, followed behind them at a distance and eventually waited in the courtyard to see what would happen to Jesus. After a while, a servant girl came up to him and said, You were there with Jesus, right? I don't know what you're talking about, he answered. He walked away from her for a bit, but another servant saw him and said, This guy is one of Jesus' followers. I don't even know him, Peter answered. But after a while, several people agreed, saying, You have to be one of them. You're a Galilean. We can tell from your accent. Then he started cursing at them and yelled, I don't know him. Immediately, a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered Jesus' words. So he went outside the courtyard and cried, filled with anger and shame. Early Friday morning, the religious leaders made their plans to kill Jesus. They tied him up and took him to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of that region who had replaced Herod Archelaus after he had displeased Caesar. When Judas saw that Jesus was going to be killed, he was filled with regret for what he had done. He tried to return the 30 pieces of silver to the Sanhedrin, saying, I have sinned by betraying an innocent man. But they said, that's your problem. So he threw the money down on the floor and left the temple, and in his shame, he killed himself. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before Pilate, who asked him, Are you the supposed king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus answered. When he was accused of various things by the religious leaders, he would not answer them. So Pilate asked, Don't you hear these accusations? But Jesus would not answer them, and Pilate was amazed. He told the religious leaders, I don't see any reason to convict this man. But they replied, He stirs up the people wherever he goes. He started in Galilee and has traveled all the way here. When Pilate realized Jesus was from Galilee, which was under Herod Antipas's jurisdiction, he had Jesus sent to him. Herod had been wanting to see Jesus for a long time. From what he had heard, he hoped Jesus would show him a sign to prove his identity. But no matter how many questions he asked, Jesus remained silent. So Herod had Jesus dressed in a royal robe to mock him for claiming to be a king before sending him back to Pilate. Pilate had a tradition during Passover to release one prisoner chosen by the people. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner named Barabbas locked up. So Pilate went out and asked the crowd, Who do you want me to release, Barabbas or Jesus, who claims to be your savior? He knew that it was out of self-interest that religious leaders had arrested Jesus, so he expected the crowds would set him free. But the religious leaders persuaded people in the crowd to change their minds, so they yelled, Barabbas! Well, then what do you want me to do with this Jesus? Pilate asked. Execute him! They shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? Pilate asked. The Sanhedrin claim he was inciting rebellion, but both Herod and I have examined him and found no basis for these claims. He doesn't deserve to die. Execute him! They shouted even louder. We have a law that says he must die for claiming to be the son of God. These words worried Pilate, and so he said to Jesus, Who are you? But when Jesus would not answer him, he said, Do you still refuse to speak? Don't you know that I have the power to free you or have you executed? Jesus replied, You would have no power if it wasn't given to you by God. The ones who handed me over to you are more guilty than you. Pilate's wife leaned over to him and said, Don't get involved in this. This man is innocent, and last night I had a terrible nightmare about him. 
So Pilate, seeing that it was pointless to argue with the crowd, had a bowl of water brought out to him, and he washed his hands in front of them, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. It's on you. The people answered, Let his blood be on us and our children. Then Pilate released Barabbas and had Jesus whipped before he was killed. The soldiers responsible for his punishment stripped him naked and then put a royal robe back on him and pressed a crown made out of thorns into his head. They put a staff in his hand and knelt before him in mockery, saying, All hail the king of the Jews! Then they spit on him and punched him in the face repeatedly. After they were tired of this, they put his own clothes back on him and sent him off to be killed. Because Jesus was sentenced by Pilate, he was to be crucified, which was the Romans' preferred method of execution. Jesus carried his large wooden cross towards Golgotha, the Skull Hill, a place outside the city where these executions took place. Exhausted from his repeated beatings, he soon collapsed under the weight of the cross. The soldiers forced a man from the crowd, Simon from Cyrene, west of Egypt, to carry it the rest of the way. Many of the women who were followers of Jesus were with him crying. Jesus said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't cry for me. Cry for yourselves and your children. A time of suffering is coming when you will wish you had no children. If this is what people are doing when I'm with you, imagine what will happen once I'm gone. When they arrived at Golgotha, they nailed his hands and feet to the cross and stood it up, leaving him hanging. They posted a sign above his head that listed his crime. This is Jesus, the supposed king of the Jews. The soldiers beneath him gambled for who would get to keep his clothes. People yelled insults at Jesus as they passed. You said you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. So save yourself. Come down off that cross if you're the son of God. The religious leaders mocked him too, saying, He claimed to save others, but he can't save himself. He says he's the king of Israel. Come down off that cross, then we'll believe you. If you trust in God so much, let's see God rescue you. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Even one of the two other men who were crucified that day on either side of Jesus yelled insults at him. But the other man being crucified said, Be quiet. Don't you fear God? We were punished justly for what we did. This man did nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when, we, when you go to your kingdom. Jesus replied, You will join me there today. For three hours, as Jesus hung from the cross, Darkness covered the midday sky. Then Jesus called out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The people listening said, Listen, he's calling to Elijah. Let's see if he comes to save him. Then Jesus uttered his last word, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. And he died. At that moment, the curtain in the temple the curtain that blocked off the Ark of God's Covenant in the most holy place was torn in half. The earth shook, rocks cracked apart, tombs broke open. Many people who were dead returned to life in that moment, and in the days that followed, they appeared to many people in Jerusalem. Seeing all of this, one of the soldiers guarding Jesus was terrified and said to himself, surely he really was the Son of God. As night approached, 
a wealthy member of the Sanhedrin and secret follower of Jesus, Joseph from the town of Arimathea in Judea, asked Pilate for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that Jesus had already died, but agreed after confirming that this was the case. Then Joseph had Jesus' body properly wrapped for burial and placed in a new tomb that he had purchased for himself. A large rock was rolled in front of the entrance. On Saturday, the Sanhedrin went to Pilate and said, We remember that that liar said that he would come back to life after three days. So we need you to keep that tomb guarded and sealed until after the three days have passed, or else his followers will steal his body and then claim that he is alive. That lie would be more damaging than all of the other lies. So Pilate agreed to post guards outside of the tomb. On Sunday, Mary Magdalene, along with another follower, Mary of Clopas, traveled to Jesus' tomb. Suddenly, an earthquake shook the ground, and when they looked up, they saw that the stone covering the tomb was rolled away, and an angel was sitting on it. The angel's face was like lightning, and the clothes like snow. The guards were so terrified that they had fainted. The angel said, Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He's alive, just like he said he would be. Come, look where his body was. Then quickly leave and tell the other followers that he will meet them in Galilee. So the women hurried off, afraid, but also filled with joy. Mary Magdalene ran off ahead, and when she came to Peter and John, she said, they have taken Jesus out of his tomb, and I don't know where he is. They all ran back to the tomb, with John, then Peter, arriving before Mary. When they saw Jesus' burial cloth still in the tomb, they believed that he had been resurrected from the dead and returned to where they were staying. But when Mary returned to the tomb and found herself alone, she began to cry. Suddenly she heard a voice say, Why are you crying? She turned and saw who she assumed was a gardener and said, They've taken away Jesus and I don't know where. If you know anything, please tell me so that I can retrieve his body. The man replied, Mary. And at that moment she recognized him as Jesus. She reached out to him and said, Teacher. But Jesus replied, Don't cling to me as your teacher. Wait until I've ascended to my father. Go and tell all of my disciples that I will soon return to my father and your father. Then Mary left and told the disciples everything she had seen. The guards, meanwhile, had gone to the Sanhedrin and told them everything that had happened. The Sanhedrin gave the guards a large sum of money and said, You are to say that his followers came in the night and stole his body while you slept. If word of this gets to Pilate, we will keep you out of trouble. So the guards took the hush money, and this story was widely spread among the people. That same day, two of Jesus' followers who were going to a village outside of Jerusalem, they were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were talking, a man came and walked with them. He said, what are you talking about? They replied, are you the only person who hasn't heard what's been going on? Jesus, a prophet from Nazareth, was crucified by the Sanhedrin. We had hoped he was going to rescue Israel. and Now we've heard from some of his followers who went to his tomb that his body is gone. They came and told us that they had seen an angel and that Jesus was alive. When we went to check, we found the tomb empty, but we didn't see any angels or Jesus. The man replied, Why are you so slow to believe what the prophets said? Didn't your Savior have to suffer like this before entering his glorious kingdom? He then went on to explain all of the teachings concerning their Savior, all the way from Moses through the prophets. 
When they came to the, vill- to the village, they asked the man to stay with them for the night. At dinner, he took the bread and prayed and gave it to them. And at that moment, they realized that he was Jesus. Then he disappeared. When they returned to Jerusalem, they told the rest of the followers everything that had happened. While they were speaking, Jesus again appeared among them. They were afraid, thinking that he was a ghost. Jesus said, Why are you scared? Why do you doubt that it's me? Look at my hands and feet. Touch me. Does a ghost have flesh and bones? Even after touching him, they struggled to believe that it was true. As he ate with them, he opened their minds to understand the words of Moses and the prophets in a way that they had never understood them before. He said, It was written that your Savior would die and return to life on the third day. Teaching people to repent so their sins will be forgiven will be preached in my name to all people, starting here in Jerusalem. You will be the ones to start this, but wait until you receive the power from God that you will need. But Thomas was not with them. And when they told him what happened, he said, Unless I touch the wounds on his body myself, I don't believe it. A week later, when they were all together, Jesus suddenly appeared among them again, even though they had locked the doors and said to Thomas, Go ahead, Thomas. Touch me. Feel the scars of my suffering. You don't have to doubt this is true. Believe. Thomas did and cried out, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, You believe because you have seen it for yourself, but honor those who will believe even though they will never see this for themselves. Then Jesus again left his disciples. Sometime after this, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, John, and two other disciples went to fish on the Sea of Galilee, but they caught nothing. Early the next morning, they saw someone on the shore who called out to them, Caught anything? No, they replied. Well, throw your net on the other side. You'll catch something, the man said. When they did, fish swarmed into the net, so many that they were unable to haul it back in. This moment of deja vu was not lost on Peter, who called out, It's Jesus! And immediately jumped out of the boat and swam towards the shore with the other six following behind him, slowly towing the catch. When they reached the shore, they saw that Jesus had already started a fire and cooked breakfast, which Jesus invited them to share with him. After the meal, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me more than anyone else? Yes, you know how much I love you, he replied. Feed my lambs. Jesus asked him this question three times, and Peter started to feel hurt, so he finally replied, You know all things, so you know how much I love you. Jesus told him, When you were younger, you went wherever you wanted, but when you grow older, you will be led where you do not want to go, Jesus said, prophesying that Peter would one day glorify God by being killed as he had. Peter looked back at John and said, What about him? Jesus answered, If I chose to keep him alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. For forty days after his resurrection, Jesus appeared many times to his followers, not just the eleven he was closest to, but others, including five hundred who had gathered together. When his time on earth was coming to an end, he appeared before his disciples one last time. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some still doubted that it was really him. Jesus told them, Don't leave Jerusalem until you have received my Father's gift. Remember, 
John baptized with water, but soon you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit of God. They asked him, Has the time come for you to restore the kingdom of Israel? He answered, It's not your responsibility to know when. Only God does. God has given me complete authority over all. So now I tell you to go and gain new followers from all nations. Baptize them in the name of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have taught. Remember, I am with you always until the end of time. Then before their very eyes, Jesus was taken into heaven. They continued to worship as they returned to Jerusalem. Thank you so much uh, once again for listening. My name is Matt. If you'd like a transcript of this chapter or any previous chapters, you can get them at mattsgodstory.blogspot.com. That's M-A-T-T-S-G-O-D-S-S-T-O-R-Y.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do that. Uh, it's uh, mattsgodstory at gmail.com. Have a great day and God bless.